at uh go to <laughs> twitter.com slash terrace house pod we're looking at an automatically generated video uh we have a lot of th- just to catch you up we have a lot of different thumbnail options for this um <laughs> for this episode we didn't know which one to go with so i put you them already all already responding i put them all in a folder and um and sent it to noel and uh my iphone helpfully Threatened, I mean, or offered to <laughs> make a, a nice sentimental video of these images, these stills from episode 35. So if you'd like to see that video, twitter.com slash Terrace House Pod. Um, holy shit. <laughs> Welcome to Terrace House Mafia. I'm Nick. I'm Noelle. And we just watched a doozy of an app. Laughed so hard. I, I think the hardest I've laughed in 2020 and possibly in 2019. Oh, that's so sad. Was when I felt, dude. But you fell. I literally, when we saw the painting, I fell to my knees and rejoiced. You like couldn't breathe. It it fucking my voice is like a little raspy because I haven't laughed that hard in such a long time. I was already like that was the second big laugh too because the first big laugh was during Kai's stand up. The only laughter happening to Kaya stand-up was from us, and it was not the good kind of laughter. They say laughter is the best medicine. Yeah, well, our listeners no longer have the corona. Yeah, I think we found the cure. We found the fucking cure. It's episode 35. Yes. Um, What? Oh, God. I, I almost don't even remember how this episode started, but I, that's what I take notes for. Okay, um, I'm going to take note that midnight is the most engagement we've ever got. Interesting. That tells you a lot about our audience, man. They're awake at Japan time. Yeah. Staying up late watching Terrace House. Who retweeted this where we got? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I posted it from my account. I think that's why. Oh, you did. Oh, I was like, wow, we're getting so much engagement. So sad. So this episode is called The Monster in the Hallway. <laughs> um, and it, it's got a lot of, uh, do we call him CEO? We should make an executive decision right here, right now. Do we call him CEO or boss? Boss. Let's start calling him boss. If that's what the peanut gallery calls him, that's what we're going to call him. What's um, his real name? I have it written down here. His real name is, uh, Toshiyuki Nino. Mm. I think I was calling Nino. him Nino a lot last episode. Fucking Nino Cooney over here. I can't wait to see how whack his Instagram is once we're cashed up. Yeah, we have me and Noel have instituted a house rule where we're not allowed to look at their IGs until we're caught up. So, but I we're said catched up. Catched up. <laughs> uh, but we're we're only a few episodes away from that. So, boss is just to remind those at home the the bottle the bottle sucker. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> that's and what he was known as. We ended episode. 34 with a certain impression of him as maybe a bit of a weird beard a bit of a, a bit of a creep a pervert a bit of a sexual pervert as one would say as one might say uh coming out of episode 35 where do you stand was that uh did you underestimate overestimate or were you dead on about his, his horny level i think we were dead on yeah i kind of i yeah. tend to agree and and just like at the end of the last episode uh it's <laughs> it doesn't seem to be dissuading yume at all no, she likes it. Well, well, I did have one thing to say about that. Yeah. She seemed equally eager when she was talking to Shion. True. And like, because like her face is so cute and she's so smiley that when she says like, oh, I'd love to like go 
do this or that with you. You feel like she's in love with you. Right. Yeah. But I'm like, I wonder how much she actually wants to do all these things with both of these guys. And I'm curious to see how it evolves. I mean, that's something that the peanut gallery brought up too, was like, um, she, she is so nice that she will even stop and have morning tea when she's already running late. Cause she's so, um, considerate and doesn't mm -hmm. want to hurt anyone. Exactly. But but I also think that, I mean, we can't ignore that there are these moments where she's in private in the girls' room saying, no, I think I could see myself falling for him. And like, yeah, it seems like a mix of her being a little passive and also just authentically interested in this dude. In part because she hasn't seen the episode where he posts up in the kitchen and waits for her to get home. Yeah, maybe once someone <laughs> tells her their perception yeah it might change her mind but i mean for now she seems into it uh interesting thing we learned about her from the title screen when she introduced herself she she basically said yeah i work at an it company and then i'm like a ta talento on mm -hmm. the side right she was like she said she does some sort of variety talent stuff but the title screen has a different take on it because the title screen said that she's a swimsuit model that's what it listed her job as which was news to us which equates to like a grav gravier how do you pronounce gravier that? gravier model I don't know why you're asking me <laughs> i don't i don't touch the stuff but that, yeah, right gravier model she has like that vibe for sure and it's just interesting that we didn't <clears throat> we had to find out from the title screen and not from her i want to google her name maybe it's like you think she's got some dvds out there no, not that far. Some people just do like the photos. Oh, word. Yeah. Okay. There was actually a girl on Terrace House in one of the previous seasons who was a gravier model. Wow. But cool. like very open about it. Like her shoots would be on the show and stuff. Interesting. Well, it almost seems like to some, at least this point in, a couple episodes in, like it feels like Yume is not being super forthright about no, it, she's which not. is her right to, to to withhold that, I guess. But totally, it's just interesting yeah. that like we thought we had nailed down what her career path was, and then title screen both had the a different job title and photographic evidence to support it. I know it's very contradicting, yeah. to what she want, wants to present herself as. We we one thing we pride ourselves on here on Terrace House Mafia that you might not get depending on your your podcast app of choice is we do custom album art for every um, single episode. It's a tradition that started back in the seasons I used to do for Boys and Girls in the City, which is available on the same feed as season one. We recorded that with a podcast app on the iPhone, and we would just take photos of the TV screen uh, to get this kind of distorted, weird screenshot effect that I've grown really attached to. This episode is the first time I've ever felt completely overwhelmed by what to use. Uh, Noelle tweeted out from her Terrace House Pod Twitter account, Four of the, honestly, like six different thumbnail possibilities we've got for this one. Is it possible to release this podcast and then change the thumbnail? I just don't. I, don't, I think we'll make up our minds. We, we Currently, <laughs> like, if, if you're hearing this, we've already picked one. But if you want to be in the loop on stuff like that and help us vote for, like, thumbnails for episodes, go to Terrace House Pod on Twitter. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, there's a moment that, I, that stood out to me, a, a moment about Boss that stood out to me that I wanted to flag for you. When he comes downstairs in the morning and greets Vivi while she's having breakfast, mm -hmm. she says, good morning. And he says, guten Morgen. And she's <laughs> like, what? And he's like, oh, it's good morning in German. She's like, oh, yeah, I got to brush up with my German. Because she's born in Germany, but like raised in Russia. So she doesn't speak any German. But that, all that's beside the point. He Googled that shit, right? 
Oh, uh, I feel like he could have known. Yeah? Yeah. I feel like Japanese people like to say shit like that. In other languages? Yeah. I feel like it does happen on Terrace a lot. I just feel like he's so... What we know about him is he's so premeditated about how he speaks to these girls he will post up and lurk in the kitchen for hours on end oh my just to say that i could i could see him peeking through the window hana style seeing that she's down there and being like i'm gonna i'm gonna impress her she's from germany right so i'm gonna figure out how to say it in german and then he went out and said it in german and it bombed because she doesn't speak fucking german that's like high key something i would do yeah <laughs> i just think it's something he would do it specifically. is specifically and now i'm scared because i'm like i'm well, the fact Are that you would person? do it actually makes me think it's less likely that he would. Because he's operating on a different level <laughs> than you are. Um, I think that was just him, his humor. Maybe. Was so he, funny. I mean, speaking of his humor, like, I thought he was joking last episode when he said he was going to cabedon Yume and, and ask her on a date. I did not think he was joking. I thought he was kidding. I, I thought did he, not think he was Because it's so, kidding. you just try to imagine a person in real life doing that to another person in the context of the show. It just seems insane. But I guess he wasn't kidding. And he was even encouraging Kai to do it. We should talk quickly about, even though he's not on the show anymore, this Vivi Rio stuff where basically Vivi says, once, she's, this is a quote, once I decided to distance myself from Rio, he started to reach out to me more frequently. Yeah. What, I mean, what's your reading on that? She, I mean, she made out with him, right? Immediately before they departed. So I feel like, how how is he supposed to not reach out to her? I guess I, I guess what I want to know though is do you buy Yamachan's theory that all his behavior is dictated by his camera aversion and and oh like like I think the the peanut gallery talks a lot about people worried about keeping their fans mm-hmm. or whatever or how they're going to appear on camera but I think Rio's the first time they've been irrefutably right about it yeah like the fact that he won't meet Clearly. up with this girl he's ostensibly interested in on Christmas. Because he says he's, quote, too tired. He's going to be too tired to be on camera after playing. I kind of don't blame him for not wanting to be on camera. Totally. It's totally like going on a date versus going on a date on camera are two different things. Yeah. Um, at the same time, like if it was Hana and Rio said that to her, she would definitely sneak out of the house and go see him for a date off camera. She would hide from the camera people. She'd make a fake Hana. She would, she would take Kai's painting and put it in her bed so it looks like she's asleep, sneak out the window, rappel down the side, oh, I and then see. go on a secret date with him. Do you think it's it's good or like a good decision for Vivi to cut it off saying like, if you don't want to be on camera with me, then you don't, because she's saying he doesn't like her enough. Yeah, it's an interesting reading on it because I, I don't, I actually side more with you in that she seems pretty unwilling to tolerate him not like her her reading on that is well if you really cared you'd be willing to be on camera with me i think he could make the argument that like if you really cared it wouldn't have to be on camera or i don't we just don't know enough about how this show is shot and how their contracts work like is she obligated to see him on camera is she allowed to see him off camera those questions really would factor into my answer she's probably not allowed to date off camera especially if it's a cast member i mean we've had we've had in previous seasons members have gone on out to get dinner or been on dates with like their exes and stuff and not filmed it but i don't i just that's kind of a question for the the diehards who could tell us how that works yeah um but i i do think that like her her cutting him off completely is part of why we like vivi Mm -hmm. like uh, another example same i when she went on the date with the CEO dude at the um, <laughs> the place where you catch your own fish, which I've been there. <laughs> I went there in, I think, 20... Was it good? January 2018. Yeah, it was good. We were there, like, right before closing. So 
we didn't have time to catch our own fish. We just had to like get a pre-made plate or whatever. But um, I my favorite moment on that date is when Boss tries to interrogate Vivi about what the girls are saying about him and how he ranks versus the other guys. And mm-hmm. she just straight up says, I can't answer that. Yeah, like shot him down straight away. She's a no bullshit person. No hesitation. That's why we stand. Yeah. She um, knows what she wants in life. Yeah. It's kind of cool to have. I mean, I feel this way about her and him to some degree. Both of them having so much initiative mm-hmm. make the show more interesting because they cause this upheaval in, in it. They they force people to speak their mind. They force people to not beat around the bush. And it makes for good television. It's funny because if she did all the same things that he did, it honestly wouldn't... I wouldn't feel like it's creepy. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's not just a gender thing, though. He kind of resembles... Have you seen Perfect Blue? Mm, I have. I don't know who he there's like There's like a creepy stalker dude who's stalking one of the pop stars in Perfect Blue who's like a heavy breathing, kind of scary, oh. like creepy sunken eye vibe guy. And that's the same energy oh. that he's putting off for me. Yeah. He also reminds me of the guy in Parasite that <laughs> Yeah. Spoilers for Parasite. Uh, <laughs> Big spoiler for Parasite. I'm going to bleep that because <laughs> it's just now hitting Blu-ray. <laughs> now that we've gotten all the dates out of the way. Uh, actually, no, there is one more though, right? There's the lunch date between Yume and Boss, where they oh, both right. work in Shibuya, so they decide to meet up in Shibuya at what looks like a pretty fancy she, restaurant. She straight up tells him that she's the most interested in him out of the house. Right. Well, in fairness, he asks. Right, that's true. He's that's like, true. so who are you the most interested in? She's like, you. Do you think if, like, say, Shion asked her that, she would have said Shion? I think she would have, like... Averted Wait, the question. Yeah, she would have waved it off. I don't think she, I don't think she would have said Shion, but I think she would have been like, "Oh, I'm, that's embarrassing. I can't talk about it." Right. But she says like she's most into him. She prefers older guys. She. We were talking, you and I, during the this scene at at this like wine bar lunch date thing that they go to. It is fancy. It is fancy looking. We were talking a lot about just her appearance and how like. She just has, like, the biggest eyes ever. Yeah. I think that's part of what's so captivating about her for all the guys in the house. That Like, she looks like like the like Battle Angel Alita or whatever. She's got, like, eyes that are, like, almost almost freakily big for her head, but it looks cool. So cute. Yeah. And she has the cutest cheekbones. It's not, like, everything is perfect. She's, is she's, she real? She's adorable. Do When you say, is she real, do you mean, <laughs> is she... Like, has she got work done? It's possible. But I, it is so, so perfect. Either yeah. way, I love her. And she doesn't look... I mean, I don't know. It's hard to say. You never know, really. Yeah, you you never know. Um, Yamachan does say after this dinner date scene... He's, she's God's gift. <laughs> she is. <laughs> okay, I'll stop. <laughs> uh, there is also the great moment in this scene where she says she doesn't really care about looks, which is already almost mm-hmm. a dig at him. And mm-hmm. then he says, well, it's good news for me. And then she doesn't like <laughs> say, oh, it. no, no, come on. You're very handsome. She's just like, yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> That is great news for you. Don't beat around the bush there. What did you think about her saying that all of her past relationships, she says she's dated like nine people, right? And mm-hmm. she says that most of them have started off as friendships that like almost unexpectedly veered off into relationships. Right. And then her example was like the, <laughs> the corniest, gum. like, yeah, like spitting a gum out into a guy's hand mm-hmm. and then him suddenly kissing her. Right. So yeah, yeah she's probably into CEO. Boss. Probably. Mm-hmm. I think so. I think that this is... That's the type of shit that he would do. It totally is the type of shit he would do. Yeah. The ca- a car cabadon. Um, I also think that... I want to see him try that and then her to like 
reject it. Shut him down? Yeah. That would be kind of refreshing. I would love to He's, see It that. feels like we're watching him pull off too many... He's being rewarded in ways that are sometimes frustrating. It's like, just funny because, like, his ego is so big that totally. I would love to see it, like, Shattered. a little... Yeah. Totally understand. And him... I mean, the last scene is, is a real uh, demo <laughs> demonstration of his ego. I, I will say this. I think, like, obviously, later in the episode, Shion says that he's going to try to ask out Yume. Which, w weirdly, let's talk about this. He says he was watching Terrace House, and he decided he's going to ask out Yume... Because he was inspired by Kai's aggressiveness. When was what Kai the fuck ever is he talking about? aggressive? Well, maybe that's... Here's the thing. Oh, when you talked about the salary man thing, that was aggressive. That was aggressive, like, culturally. It was aggressively <laughs> unfunny. Yeah. Um, you know what? Here's the thing, though. He says he was inspired by Kai, and then he proceeds to ask Yume to the playroom to sit up there. And he, he practically... He's so passive about it that he almost makes her ask him on a date. He's like, yeah, I've been on... I haven't even been on any dates so far. And she's like, well, uh... We could get lunch sometimes. He's like, okay, yeah, that'd be good. Like, that's not aggressive. That's here's the thing. You can kind of see. He was trying. That's what's what's funny to me though is that like, of <laughs> that feels like the type of aggressiveness that somebody who thinks Kai is aggressive would true would do. Like, if you're watching Kai on the show and modeling your behavior after that, then totally, that's exactly the amount of passion I would expect you to bring into your your dating. Maybe he meant that like, because I find Kai to be pretty brutally honest mm. like if you ask him a question he's not gonna like give you a roundabout answer or anything that is true and like in, in especially in like the track record of other people on the show or like japanese men in general I, kai is very refreshingly honest so maybe that's what he meant is like being a little more straightforward like he told hana that she's hot like once when comforting her too yeah which could be seen as aggression i guess sure maybe that was the episode he saw yeah it could that, be. that makes sense on the schedule what I don't get is, like, why Boss was threatened by Shion of all people. It kind of made him less, like, I, it, it made him look mad and secure. Like, he's 30 and he was threatened by, like, a 12-year-old. A 12-year-old who, like, couldn't even eke out a, a single date ask. Yeah, him. and had, like, a reindeer fuzzy hat on. <laughs> I feel like he had had enough drinks that he forgot he was wearing that reindeer hat. And when this episode <laughs> airs, he's going to watch it back and be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I, this is inadvertently the funniest scene of the episode, um, which is not a hard bar to clear because Kai did stand up this episode. It was so funny. In, in, it was funny the same way watching like surveillance camera guy on YouTube or like a particularly <laughs> cringy Nathan for you interview is funny. Like there was Nathan for you is like my bar for comedy. Same. No, same. But it's like it's a pain. You should be careful when you say it was funny because the scene was funny. <laughs> The scene was second to the painting, the hardest I laughed the whole episode, but Kai wasn't funny. The dude laughing at him was 90% of what made Completely. it funny for me. There's a there's a line where Kai Kai really struggles to get out this really simple premise about ordering a handcrafted premium strawberry milkshake. And like the fourth <laughs> time he says it, he says like, yeah, ha uh, you know, handcrafted premium strawberry milkshake at Domino's. Uh, so I ordered that shit, right? And then the camera cuts to this, like, kind of larger man in the audience just smiling and nodding. Like, yeah. I, this guy knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, but uh, I guess, I think I just stand Kai way too hard, so my opinions are all biased. You can't be objective when it comes to his comedy. Yeah. Because, just to remind you, he he goes on the longest tear. Of, like, he's, he struggles to get out the most basic piece of observational comedy 
about how bananas are berries, but strawberries aren't berries. And isn't that crazy? That strawberries aren't straws. They're called strawberries, but they don't. They're not even made out of straws. It's like, that's crazy because A, he heard someone else say it. And B, he botched the delivery. It's unoriginal and unfunny. It's like the holy trinity of bad comedy. You know when you like don't want to accept like your own bad traits? Yeah. That's like me not wanting to accept that he's like not funny. Because he's you and you're him. Yeah, that's like I can't thou art accept. I. Thou art Kai and Kai art thou. <laughs> Fucking, he just reminds me of like an alien who landed on Earth and read the Wikipedia article for jokes. Like the, the <laughs> he looked up the word joke on Wikipedia, read it and was like, I got this shit. Did the worst stand-up ever and came home and was like, you guys, I'm 50% of the way there. I know, when he said 50, like 5-0. What zero. in the fuck is he talking about? Like, Two times zero is still zero, dog. Like, if he did comedy that's twice as good as this, if he gets 100% of the way there, he's still not funny. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not jo- It's not jokes. Uh, I want the best for him. I do too. I, I. Well, he got the best. We got the best for him, right? That's he, true. He, he confesses to Hana and... It goes well, in spite of the fact that he did zero of the things that she's been articulating to the other girls for the past three weeks. That she wants masculinity and aggression and and to see his masculine side and to see him asking her out actively. He did none of that shit, but she still seems into it. Yeah, I mean, and then we kind of have, like, Boss Man to thank for that, too. Because he without Boss Man, Kai wouldn't have done that. You mean the scene in the guy's room where... He's mm-hmm. talking about his plans for Yume and says, you should do the same mm-hmm. when you guys, when, when we all have our celebration tonight, you should ask her up to the playroom and like ask her how you feel. Yeah. You're totally right. I don't think he would have done that without boss man encouraging boss man. him. Fucking boss man is, is like him or not. He's a mover. He's the catalyst. He's the gunpowder. But you, that was so cute though. It was really, really cute. It was like adorable to see. She, cause, cause what happens is. She says that if she's like, at first I thought of you, she basically asks her, what do you think of, what do you think of me? Mm-hmm. And she says she thought of him as a friend. And then when she starts talking about how she thinks of him now, she like is laughing and giggling too much to get through it, which is, yeah, we agree. So cute. Adorable. Um, that, that scene was like so. genuine shyness. Yeah. She just couldn't get out of sentence. We saw shades of how she was when she first met Rio with her hiding behind the blanket. And yeah. Kai had a pillow in his lap that we noticed. And it was just. Everyone was really trying to hide their physical reactions to this very emotional moment. Yeah, Kai looked also like flustered too. It, in a very like first love, yeah, cutesy way. I want to see more already. Same. I'm really excited to watch the next one because I want to see where this goes. Yeah. Like now that they've gotten it out in the open that they're both at least tentatively interested, like we could have an actual relationship from two people who stay on the show. If it doesn't work out, like I'm never pursuing romance again this is your your template <laughs> a, a stand-up guy who can't do comedy and a wrestler who can't like make <laughs> eye contact with a dude these are your if your role if this doesn't models. work then none of love us can find exist. love no um well this scene was also incredible because it's this unbelievably earnest probably the cutest scene of the whole season so far honestly with the craziest right turn into him being like, I'm still working on this painting, by the way. And they show it. And it looks like an alien wearing sunglasses with pink <laughs> hair. I like... The I wish pointiest I, chin. Bro, I wish I had a recording of my reaction. Because I was... I should have recorded it. I was... I was too busy crying. I fell to my hands and knees and was choking and coughing and laughing. It was... <laughs> I thought I was going to die. It's the funniest shit I've ever seen. He's about as good at painting as he is at comedy. Come on! I'm just telling it like it is. Um, I can't be objective. True. And who wears Zoo York anymore also? like Yeah, drag him. 
<laughs> now we're now you're on team roasting Kai. I'm into it. So strange that choice. But yeah, the episode kind of ends with this this pivotal scene where uh, Shion decides he's going to ask Yume upstairs. Tries to ask her on a date. Takes him forever to get it out. She basically is like, "No, I can't do it this year." Cause, cause <laughs> Literally. In fairness, there's seven days left in the year, right? I know, but like, just a girl rejecting you, saying, "Oh, we we can't hang out until next year." Yeah, it's not what you want to hear. Yeah. Um, she says she can't do it because she's getting that. So tomorrow night she's getting that Tomodachi Gohan, and then. You the night after, she's headed to her hometown. Do you think she's headed there with CEO, or is she just going back? She's probably just going That'd back for New Year's. That'd be fucking crazy. Well, that's what he suggested at lunch, but, like, she's probably just going back for New Year's. I can see him buying, like, a plane ticket, like, night of, and just showing up to hang out if she's, like, actually down, you know? She, like, she's at her parents' house, then she goes out in the morning to walk her dog, and he's just standing outside the door, drunk, I wearing a Christmas hat. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him. We've seen him do it before. So what did you think of him? St- We've never really seen somebody, like... Normally on Terrace House, if two people are kind of dating and then a third person tries to butt in, the the two people, the one person who's trying to date that target, kind of just passively watches it happen and maybe steps their own game up a bit. Mm-hmm. But we've never seen somebody as sane people do. Yeah, as sane people do. We've never seen someone do this where he's like actively. Uh, he I wouldn't quite call it meddling because he doesn't interfere with it, but he does try to make her feel like he caught her. You know. <gasps> He's like a few steps away from throwing a punch at Shion. It it feels I would love for it to go down that road. <laughs> like if if in the boys' room he's like, "Yo, stay the fuck away from Yume, or it's gonna it's, you're gonna catch these hands." Loki Shion would beat his ass. That's the thing. Shion's twice as tall as yeah. him. Yeah, like, it would be over. Um, Shion has like no masculine energy though. No, but he's got he's got the, those inches. He does where it counts. He has like the case of like being. Getting girls too easy in the past just because he looks like a model. You posited that theory. Yeah. When we were watching him struggle to ask out Yume, you were like, oh, he's like, he's used to the girls coming to him. Yeah. He has no, he has, he hasn't been able to hone his flirting abilities because he's, he's coasted on his height and looks alone this entire time. His conversational skills are like 0.1 out of 10. But when you look like that, who needs conversational skills? Um, well, thank you so much for, for listening. I'm pumped to see where this goes. I want more it's getting good. chaotic behavior from the boss <laughs> who I, we didn't even talk about his, his sexy card game. It felt like it was met. Oh, from, he, it was his? Like oh, his it, of course it was. Oh. Who, who else? It's not in the house or else someone else would have busted it out before now. I don't, I want that game though. Like the idea that he... I think what I love about it being his is that it means that there was a moment when he was in his apartment before going on Terrace House and he like was choosing what to pack and bring with him. And it was like a premeditated, I'm going to bring this horny flirty game. It was like a, it was like a tool, a, a, a arrow in his quiver. He probably <laughs> like went so far as to plant the card that he wanted oh, in stacked, Yume's like deck. He stacked the deck. If they hadn't quit early, it was going to be the, yeah. I don't know what card. Yeah. Something. I would not put that against him either. No, I, I, I you wouldn't put it past him. Yeah. I, I wouldn't put him past him. Put it past him. I wouldn't put it past him either. Uh, well, thank you for listening. This has been Terrace House Mafia. Please leave us a review on iTunes. We read them and I send Noel screenshots of them because they make us feel good. And yeah, tell a friend about the show if you've been enjoying it. If you have somebody who is like us, quarantined up, and they need something to watch, recommend Terrace House and uh, maybe recommend this companion PCast to join them. 
It's short for podcast. It oh. saves time to say PCAST. <laughs> so much time. Um, think- and then once they finish binging... Tell them to use the VPN. Right. Once they finish, tell them to go to nordvpn.org slash terrorists and sign up for 70% off of a three-year plan and one month free of VPN service. That's how we've been watching it. It's been fun adjusting to the Japanese soundtrack where they can afford to license churches and Matt and Kim songs, which is how they ended this episode. It ended with a Matt and Kim song. It really makes the show so much better. I really, it does yeah. enhance it. I, that church's song, because you and I have been watching part three, um, using the VPN, I, that church's song is fully, it's a grower. Hit different. It's a grower. <laughs> it is hitting a slightly different. Thank you so much for listening, and... We'll do this again. Oh, that's fun. I, it's good for you to say the catchphrase. <laughs> Great catchphrase. <laughs>